voice for common sense and a face for radio. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Are you ready if or when a recession happens? A lot of us are not, but you may be surprised by which group among us is most likely to be ready. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on American Viewpoints. That discussion just ahead. Right now, public sector unions, your tax money, and what they're doing with it. This may surprise you as well. I'm joined now by Trey Kovacs from the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Trey, thanks so much for the time today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Now, I found your your op-ed in the Washington Times, and you can obviously see it on the CEI website as well, and we'll give those out in a few minutes. But what you're writing isn't even about whether or not you support unions. It just strikes me as that you're not trying to get into our unions good or our unions bad and getting into that whole mess. What you're talking about is a niche of these contracts that a lot of people may not know about. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. This isn't about whether you're pro or anti-union. It's that tax dollars should support the you know public purposes, not the special interests of one group. And what these contracts allow for is federal employees to do union business on the taxpayer dime instead of the job they were hired to do. Now, kind of explain how that works, and then I've got some questions about that. I'm trying to anticipate what maybe a union uh, a union boss or a union member would argue back, but people are saying, wait a minute, Trey, that, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, how could you get hired, uh, get a federal paycheck, but not actually do uh, any work? And matter of fact, specifically, your job is to work for the union that's not paying you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Whenever I talk about this, people say, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But what these collective bargaining agreements do is it kind of depends on how it's given. But let's say a union is normally given a pool of what's called union official time or individual employees are given 100 percent official time, meaning all day long they do union business, meaning that they negotiate contracts, they file grievances, they attend union conferences or they even lobby Congress on official time. Um, And so really what we're saying is is that it's fine. Unions need to do all of these things. They need to negotiate contracts. They represent their employees and file grievances and things of that nature. But members do should pay for this, not taxpayers. I know that your article, which is called Trump Executive Orders Curtail Union Business on the Taxpayer Dime, you're talking about at the federal level, specifically you were writing about um, uh, the VA uh, were some examples that you used. But this actually does happen at local levels, too, sometimes in uh, public schools and sometimes with municipal contracts as well. So this isn't something just limited to D.C., right? Oh, you're absolutely right. It's all across the country. Actually, only one state that I'm aware of has actually passed legislation to prohibit this practice, and that's in Missouri. Um, But, yeah, you see this all the time. Public records requests that I did in Texas showed that they were going to barbecues and fishing tournaments on what they call release time at the local level. But yeah, I mean, if you look at any collective bargaining agreement at almost any state or municipal level, you're going to see release time in it. And people project or estimate that release time across the entire country costs upwards of a billion dollars a year. But really, no one knows the cost because at the federal and state and local levels, it's not really tracked and recorded properly. So who knows how much this costs or what the employees are actually doing? Is there an argument to be made, Trey, that, uh, listen, yeah, it, it may look a little bit funny, but when you're hiring through a union contract, maybe this is just some sort of outsourced 
human resources. I mean, it may get abused or not, but could there be an argument made that saying, you listen, part of the deal is we're going to pay this person to deal with the union stuff. And part of that is HR on behalf of whoever the employer is. Well, the problem is, is that they're not doing HR functions. They're representing the interests of their members, which is what unions are supposed to do. That's their job. They're yep. not pro- yeah, they're not providing anything to the public. So if they, you know, if they were doing actual HR duties, perhaps that you could make that argument. But due to all of the, uh, the lack of transparency around it, um, you know, you would need to see the proof in the pudding, as they say, uh, to kind of allow for this kind of practice. Union uh, presence and influence lives and dies by the contracts that are signed with the employer, in this case, the federal agencies. And so obviously the contracts are being negotiated in the union's favor. Should we blame the unions for this or should we blame government officials who simply gave us lousy deals in these contracts? Well, I mean, I would argue that this shouldn't, this provision in particular shouldn't even be on the table. But you're absolutely right. And that's why these executive orders are so great, because you can blame management. They're under no obligation uh, to give as much official time as they do. And especially at the state and local level, most of the people who are signing these contracts, they don't even know what release time is. They don't know what's in the contracts they're signing. And when they realize, they say, oh, my goodness, how, do I, how did I agree to this, which is exactly what happened in Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, you know, certainly there's blame to go around, and that's why kind of these executive orders that cur- curtail the use of official time are great and really make management more accountable to the taxpayer. I know there was a legal challenge to these executive orders, but what do they do and have they gone into effect? Yes. So they recently went into effect. And what they do is, so as I mentioned uh, earlier, some employees and are on 100% official time, meaning they never do whatever government job they are hired. So these uh, executive orders don't allow for that. It, the most that you could do is 25% of official time. So that's a great start. And what it also does is says unions have to pay for their office space. So currently, uh, as a part of official time, they get office space, supplies, uh, travel costs, all paid for by the taxpayer. It gets rid of all of that activity, which is pretty expensive. We don't know really the costs across the federal government, but at least at the Social Security Administration that has to account for these costs, it costs $1.4 million for the union office space across the agency. So all of those costs uh, in the new contracts will be gone. You know, Trey, it, we it's gotten to the point over the past several decades, really, that we hear about some kind of just wasteful spending or sweetheart deal, and we, we basically roll our eyes and we laugh at it. I mean, Citizens Against Government Waste puts out the pig book every year, and we just find ridiculous spending. And I think to a lot of us, we've kind of become numb to it because the numbers are so big, we just like, well, it's stupid, it's taxpayer waste, but we don't feel a connection to why this is a problem. Why should we care, uh, you know, in flyover country over here, that these lousy union deals with federal agencies are actually happening when we're so used to federal government wasting money? Well, I think in particular, especially when you look at the Department of Veterans Affairs, you know, they had those long waiting lists for veterans to get care where people died because there wasn't enough doctors and nurses to take care of them. And at the VA, there are hundreds of nurses 
who are on 100% official time. Imagine if they were able to care for these veterans and so you didn't have this long waiting line. I think that's why uh, people should care about this because some of the things that the federal government does are important and we hire these employees to do it. And so if they're not doing it, you know, people uh, aren't getting the care that they need. And I think that's something that everyone should care about. Okay, the uh, title of the op-ed again, Trump executive orders curtail union business on the taxpayer dime. Uh, You can find it at The Washington Times. You can also find it uh, through CEI's social media presences. What's the best way to find what you wrote and what your colleagues are writing? What's the best way to be in touch? Yeah, so you can go to our website, that is CEI.org, and then uh, CEI's Twitter handle is at C-E-I-D-O-T-O-R-G. All right, and you guys are pretty active. You're posting stuff pretty much all the time. Uh, So Trey Kovacs, really appreciate the insight. This is one of those things I think a lot of people just don't know that happens or not. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's certainly, unions aren't promoting this practice, certainly. All right, Trey, appreciate the time again. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Still ahead here in just a few minutes on American Viewpoints, are you ready for a recession? Now, I don't know if we're about to go into a recession or if we're still years away, but the important thing is we should be ready for it. And statistically speaking, most of us are not ready for that. And you may be surprised at the demographic in America that is most likely to be ready for a recession because otherwise they get a bad rap, but they may be ahead of the game when it comes to this. I'm going to explain just ahead here in a few minutes. In the meantime, hey, next time you're on Twitter, let's connect. Please look me up at M Ferguson Media. I'd love to connect with you on social media and you can keep track of what's happening on this program and make your voice heard there. It's all still ahead right here on American Viewpoints. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council You feel petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments, not knowing what to do. You do nothing. But if you do something, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about your options. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. 